Hello and welcome to Beers Without Frontiers episode 12. Today we're back at Cherry Reds in the centre of Birmingham and I'm joined by Vicky. Hello. And Charles. Hi. And uh, in this episode we're going to be talking about the Triannuary campaign and to help us with this we're joined by some guests. So can you guys maybe introduce yourselves and uh, let us know what your roles are within the campaign? Yeah, so I'm happy to go first. My name's Catherine Weber and I'm the regional coordinator for the West Midlands. I'm looking after the area, a little bit of Warwickshire um, as well. Excellent. There we go. And I'm Rob Edwards and I'm a local champion for, for the West Midlands. Actually, before we get into talking about Triannuary, um, just I want to sort of give a shout out to Cherry Reds for once again giving us a space to record in and uh, also for serving some great beer. And is it helping your throat a little bit? Um, yes, yeah. yes, it always yeah. helps. It always helps, yeah. even in front of sort of, yeah. Um, so, Vicky, what, what are you on? I'm on the Yummy Brummy. Merry Brummy. Mer- Merry Brummy, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, it's a good start. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Obviously, hitting the, uh, the, the, the spot already then, yeah. yeah. Which was a spiced rye ale. Yeah. And it, yeah, does do exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah, it's yeah. quite Christmassy. It's good. Yeah. On cask. It's on cask, so um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, good conch. Feeling yeah. Christmassy. Very Christmassy, yeah. It's good. good. Yeah. Mm. If, even if I can't remember its name, you know, the. 10 minutes of having ordered it, ordered it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> My usual uh, fashion. Yeah, Rob, what are you, what are you drinking? I am um, on the Colonel Piles at Nelson South in Morningston. Yeah. Well, yeah, so you can't go wrong with that, can you? No, funnily enough, I'm exactly the same. Yeah. And um, make that three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. If you see it on tap, you can't really. Yeah, it's generally my go to. And Catherine's on the tea. I'm on the tea, <laughs> yeah. Sensible, sensible yeah. at this sensible. early hour. Was it, um, was it a bit too uh, too boozy at Christmas? Or I did drink a lot of Christmas, <laughs> I have to say. Sometimes you just got to take it back a bit. Yeah. Maybe you can give us, for, for anyone that isn't aware already, uh, some background as to what Triannuary is and what mm. it's looking to do. Yeah, I'm happy to talk about that. Um, Triannuary is actually founded in 2015, so it's actually going to be the fourth year this year. Um, and what we've seen is really a growth of it um, over time. So when it first started, called Tom was running it and it was like quite a small thing um, I got involved for the first time last year um, and but we were doing it quite late on so didn't really get asked to get involved until probably about November last right. year um, which didn't give much time for planning stuff the idea about triannuary is really to be the anti-dry January um, January by nature anyway is a very tough month for bars breweries pubs restaurants you know we all know that and unfortunately these kind of stoptober dry january events don't help matters mm. um you know also from a scientific perspective there's not much benefit to just having one month without drinking you'd be better to cut yeah. back across the year or balance it out a bit mm. says me drinking tea but there we go yeah. <laughs> well, the um, thing is though you're still out and still if people are out drinking tea or or uh, yeah soft drinks or anything, you're still out uh, supporting the local businesses, whereas um, the the sort of dry January thing doesn't promote that in any way, it just, all it's interesting is stopping drinking rather than Mm -hmm. continuing to support the local businesses. One of our other regional champions was talking about that on Twitter actually the other day and saying, you know, okay, if you do want to not drink or drink a lot less, you can still go to somewhere like Cherry Reds and have a cup of tea or a soft drink. You know, all mm-hmm. all bars and, and you know a lot of the breweries do soft drinks as well. Um, you know, continue to support them. 
fun to see stuff like kombucha about as well. More mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mentioned on Twitter the other day, yeah. So that's like a naturally fermented it's drink. It's a fermented it's like a tea, tea drink, yeah. yeah. I've never tried it. It's, I have. No, it's okay. It's really yeah. interesting. <laughs> it's <very> interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but you can get different fruit flavours. Yeah. Yeah. It's an acquired taste, I think. Yeah. Uh, a bit like sour beers. Yeah. 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 That's really well, we've said that before on previous podcasts, haven't we, about this. That's the trouble, there's a bit of a gap in the market for a non-alcoholic drink that actually... More quality. Apart from, from tea or coffee. Soft drinks, that, that, yeah, yeah. That, that aren't overtly sugary and yeah. just for the feed numbers. Syrupy, syrupy. Yeah. Yeah. There are yeah. some really good ones coming through. I think like Karma Cola and people like that make some really mm. nice soft drinks, which yeah. are not like really sugary. And they do sugar-free versions and like Fritz, Fritz Cola and stuff like that, which is has it, been um, for a while. Favourite tree who do the... Um, Soda water, or yeah. 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 They're start, they're, they're starting to move more into the uh, they do natural well. colour, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a, for one of my Christmas presents, there was like a Faber Tree cola set with, mm. with a miniature bottle of Jack Daniels in it. I was more, <laughs> more interested in the cola, <laughs> than like, I'm not a Jack Daniels yeah. drinker. So, what's the so the whole thing with triangulars? It's about so it is, it's about promoting, just getting out during yeah. January, it's and, not and just about trying new stuff. Well it is, so this year's theme is actually try something new. Yeah. So that could be a new beer, it could be a new brewery, it could be a new bar, um, it could be a new soft drink even, let's say. But the, the aim of it really is about promoting beer drinking in January. Um, and it's keen to get people who maybe wouldn't drink beer normally. Um, out drinking or get people to try something different. So if you always go to your local and you have a pint of X, then and there's something else on, maybe from a local brewery, perhaps try that. Um, so that's this year's theme. We tend to have a different theme every year. Um, so that's the theme for 2019. And yeah, for, for our listeners, I mean, what, what events can people sort of get involved in in, in January? I mean, what, what's out that's available out there that's sort of in January? So we've got lots of things planned um, and they're slowly getting loaded up onto the website. The main way to see them at the moment is to follow us on Twitter, and we are Try West Midlands. Okay, put that in the show notes, yep. <laughs> so um, try that, and also look at the um, Ordinary at Triannuary, which will show you events at all the other regions as well. Um, some of the biggest things that we've got actually happen across the weekends. Um, as you can imagine, that's usually the best time to get um, bars and breweries involved. Yeah. Um, we're also capturing things like normal taproom openings. So Birmingham Brewery uh, taproom is open on the weekend of the 11th and 12th. Um, Twisted Barrel, Green Duck, Fixed Wheel, Burning Soul, Attic will all be open like every weekend through January. Uh, Rock and Roll are not open until the 11th, but definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the weekend of the 5th of January, we have a train tour actually happening, starting out at Green Duck. So drink beer, go on the train. That sounds good. It's going to be good, I think. So Ash Corbett Collins, um, who's one of my other champions, is going to be leading that one. Uh, And it's starting at one o'clock at Green Duck Brewery. Uh, So get the train out from uh, either Snow Hill or Mm -hmm. Jewelry Quarter or Moore Street, um, out to Stourbridge Junction and and join them there. They're then going to come back to Wheelie Thirsty, which is a new pub that Scott from Fixed Wheel just opened a couple of months back. Um, and they'll be there for a couple of beers. Uh, that's a lie. Then a stop off at Sadler's, which is right by the station. Um, and I think they're going to offer to put some food on for people to buy when they're there as well. So there'll be some okay. snacks to tide you over. Um, and then finally, um, 
take the train to Fixwheel Brewery, um, aiming to get there around about six o'clock um, mm-hmm. until Whenever. everyone runs out of steam. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's one of the days. Uh, then Rob's got to walk on the 12th. Yeah, so on the 12th we're going to do um, a bit of a crawl along the Sturgisley Beer Mall, so we'll be starting at mm-hmm. Cottage Wines. I think, I think I said at one o'clock. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we'll we'll end up at, at um, Attic Brewing Co and taking in a Birmingham Brewing Co on the way. And, um, and I can also point out some of the venues that, although they're not open yet, but they will be in the coming months. So the Sturgisley Beer Mall is going to be a, a real uh, thing to bring people into, in, into Birmingham and then get people like me a bit further afield from, from the centre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like there's so much going on there that when when these other places that when they come online as well, sort of, you know, February March time or whatever, we're talking glass house obviously, and yeah. um, what's the other so one? Cork and Cage, 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 Cage and Wildcats, 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 New Wildcats, yeah, much bigger than New Wildcats too. Mm. There's there's going to be enough for you to actually get out to Sturchley and actually spend a whole day there. Yeah, really. that's yeah. a whole yeah. day's worth of stuff there. Yeah. It's good. Like in, t- in terms of the breweries there as well. We're, very excited about Glasshouse because mm. we've been big fans of them for a long time and they're finally going to be able to go and drink on the premises and I, I for one I'm excited to get on to Birmingham Brewing Company and um, Attic as well because I, I haven't been yet so no we well, haven't I think that's it I mean I think last time we, you were on the podcast with us Rob we were saying about the transport and getting yeah, out there yeah. or whatever Maybe that's the other thing. It's like trying to get to other parts of the yeah. city. It's actually that really, yeah, yeah, very easy yeah. to get out yeah. to Sturgisley. Yeah. Um, starting at Cottage Wines, Kings Norton is the nearest train station, so it's like 15 minutes from New Street. And then you end up. And at, you end up at Bourneville. Attic is literally the, at the rear end of uh, Bourneville. And station. Excellent. It's dangerously about five minutes walk from my office, which <laughs> uh, as will as will Cork and Cage be. So I've already told Richard to see me times. every day. Yeah. Um, other stuff we've got going on. So the weekend of the 18th, the 19th, the Wolf um, Great Bar, just on the edge of uh, Jewelry Quarter. Um, they're celebrating their second birthday, so they have a crack tap takeover on the Friday, which is an Italian brewer. And then on Saturday, they've been doing lots of collab brewing. In fact, they're at Glass House today. Um, They've also been at Burning Soul and they've been at Twisted Barrel. I can't think what else they've been. There's six or seven. They might have been to Digborough, I think, maybe as well. So they've they've got about six or seven collabs that are going to go on on the 19th, a special event for their birthday. Um, We've also got a runaway uh, Meet the Brewer at Bottleshed. Uh, on that day, so brewers uh, are from Manchester, so that will be great. Um, and then the final weekend, which is the 26th, will actually be the West Midlands Beer Day. So we're asking everyone who's drinking out uh, on that day to keep using our at Try West Midlands and bigging right. up wherever they are. Yep, um, cool. And I will be reprising last year's Jewelry Quarter Walk. Which is very successful. Yeah, obviously. which I think we had about over 20 people by the yeah, time we got to the it's, end. Yeah, it's a really interesting mix of people as well. Yeah. got to meet a lot of new people. And it's kind of that at the end of last year's campaign, which solidified that I was going to get involved again. Mm. So that one will be starting at a thousand trades at half one, and we'll visit Rock and Roll, Burning Soul, uh, Two Towers, and The Wolf. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's actually lots more things as well, but yeah. um, we'll, we'll get them all slowly onto the website um, yeah. and we'll also get tweeting them out and I've seen some more events going on actually appear on social media today that I'll get retweeting out as well. 
Excellent. Sounds Good. like there's a great amount of stuff going on. Sounds like we might be spending most uh, weekends in Birmingham then in January. <laughs> no hardship. No hardship. Yeah. So, I guess really it's a case of, of sort of looking also what what are you hoping that Trianuri achieves both locally and nationally and and do you think things have changed much since the campaign began because obviously it's been running for like say four years now. Do you think it can change things much? I think the campaign's certainly a lot more prominent now than it yeah. has been. That like every year, it's kind of become a bigger thing. Certainly last year, I think was the first time where it was split up into different regions around mm-hmm. the country, and I think that's something that worked really well and got a lot more people on board and, and interested in promoting the campaign. And then this year is the same again, but slightly bigger or Ramp, ramped up again yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot more on social media yeah. about it this yeah, year this yeah this is the first year to have a region coordinator mm. so last year it was just champions yeah. working together this year there's a region coordinator who's kind of driving mainly the social media side of it and getting champions and stuff on board and they're kind of organising the events and sorting stuff out so I think that's a real change um, what am I hoping to achieve or what are we hoping to achieve um I think certainly for for one thing we want we want to support the local businesses and I think last year we did a, we did a good job of that and we had some really positive comments in that they um had done better than they'd expected to do in January yeah. and then secondly of course the the name Triannuary we want people to try new things try the new local beers and also people who perhaps think they aren't a beer drinker might uh, change their mind yeah yeah. Or that's 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 gaining somebody perhaps into being a beer yeah. drinker the, the whole year round then, yes. yeah. which is a great thing. Yeah. yeah, getting people into new venues. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you know if you've never been to the Wolf or you've never been to Burning Soul or you've never been, um, I don't know, let's say out to the Lich Gate in Wolverhampton where phones are going to have a, a takeover. You know, go and try somewhere new. Support a, a local independent place and you know help them keep going through January. So obviously. You're doing a lot of promotion via Twitter and stuff. Um, do you think? Oh, oh, I swear, it's, it's, it's a bit of a two-part question, really. I suppose. Is it just via social media and stuff that you're promoting this, or is it? Are you putting stuff in in the bars and whatever? Because I suppose that's the danger, isn't it? That you might only attract people that are within the beer bubble rather than everybody. Or, or how are you getting it out to a wider audience? I suppose is the. So, yeah, it's a good question, um, and I guess, yeah, a fact of life today is that most things happen within social media, um, and there is a big push for the, the uh, various region Twitter accounts and the website, but we also do make posters and logos available to all of the bars and breweries that we've contacted, they're available through the website, so people can print off a poster saying, I'm taking part in Triannuary. Um, you know, that they can stick up. I know I think the Wolf are going to use the logo on, on some of their stuff and um, certainly we, you know, we'll hopefully get around and put some posters up um, for people. But yeah, it, you're right that it's a challenge. Um, I think we're also getting some of the local camera um, groups involved as well. Um, there's actually a camera walk, I think, on one of the days. Oh yeah, the 19th. Um, and I know Ash is very um, active within our local camera Um, And I have seen also the, some of the Stourbridge um, camera retweeting stuff out too. So yeah, it's still on the social media side of things, but um, hopefully people will see it or hear about it um, and that will get them in as well. Um, Nationally as well, with the kind of restructuring things this year, there is um, someone who is in charge of 
a press officer, or, or I'm not sure what the title is, but there, right. there is yeah, a, someone on a national basis that it's their job to put it out that way. So, so, so it's kind of hitting yeah. multiple channels, really, yeah, going yeah. beyond yeah. social media. The, yeah. A lot of it is word of mouth as well. I mean, the my job as a local champion is I'm trying to talk to as many people as possible. So I'm friends with a lot of uh, <laughs> different people of different backgrounds and groups and I think perhaps there is an element of, for people people like us that are pretty into beer already, we're already into kind of going and trying new stuff. Yeah. And it is a case of maybe trying to cross over and, and reach the quote-unquote regular drinker maybe, because they are going to be the people that just go to the same pub every Friday and Saturday night drink and, the same and drink the same, yeah. yeah. Well, they're either they'll either drink macro lager or, or even if they're into real ale, they, if they're sort of around here, they might just have a favourite beer and, mm. and and even if they're drinking something more local like purity, it's like well now I like ubu, I'll always have ubu, and it's maybe those people that could benefit the most from something like this because they discover something they would never have touched before, you know, and that's that's the key thing is maybe getting some of those people to try yeah. something different, I guess. Yeah, interestingly, actually, this year we've had a lot of interest from Sadlers. Um, about getting involved so one of our bigger local breweries yeah. um, obviously Ash is going to stop there um, and they've been really keen their marketing manager director has been in touch with me um, just this week um, to find out if there's anything else that they can do so I think things like that and I think also getting camera at least interested in, in mm. the campaign um, is, is helpful as well because they obviously have different methods of communication too. I think I think that attracts a different demographic as well let's yeah. let's face it you know at the end of the day as much as you like to think it's all one kind of thing there are slight sort of demographics yeah. within the beer world aren't there and camera yeah. is over there and yeah. craft beer is kind I mean, of over yeah. here a little bit I, <coughs> I think it, we're lucky as well in Birmingham especially the, um, the local camera group is one of the more progressive ones right. in the country so it certainly does appeal to a lot of different groups of people, they're interested in some of the more uh, their things that are going on and it might uh, perhaps push it to people who are a bit more staunch in the 4.5% bitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, so I guess it's a bit of a two-part question again. Um, mentioned it, Catherine mentioned it at the beginning a little bit, but what are your thoughts on dry, dry January in terms of any health benefits that it might have? And also, are there any research done to back up the effect of the licence trade in that January month? And so again, a bit of a two-part to that, really. Oh, I can't say I've uh, <laughs> been... You know, you know, surveys myself. I think uh, in terms of health, I mean, yeah, you should... Absolutely, it's not good for you to be drinking large quantities of alcohol every day or uh, even binge drinking, but there's, there's nothing wrong with having a beer to relax with mm. and uh, meet up with friends and you don't have to have a beer. The name Troy doesn't just mean beer, even if it's a beer centric so campaign. More moderation rather than anything. Yeah, like of course, yeah. yeah. And, and like, as well, it all goes back to supporting the local businesses. Mm. Who, you only need to go out and speak to a business owner and they'll tell you that January is generally a, a hard month. I mean, mm. It, it, mm. All you need is a little bit of common sense to know that everyone spent all the money in December yeah. or not. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, my, my view on dry January and all those kind of things is, um, yeah, it's not... I understand why people do it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I have a friend and he does dry January every year and, yes, he loses weight 
and then on the 1st of February he's down the pub, 10 pints of Carling, <laughs> yeah, yeah. on a Friday and Saturday night like he is every other day. So, so you've just undone you, it. Yeah, it, it, from that perspective, I guess if people do it because they want a change, a lifestyle change and they are then going to drink less, I think one of the issues we have at the moment, um, and it's something that came up in the beer debate in Green Duck a few weeks back, and Roberto was talking about it, is this mixed messaging we're getting about alcohol. You can drink this, you can't drink this. This is too many units. The actual science behind the units is rubbish. There is no, there is no science behind the, you know, we can have 14 units and you can have 21, mm. whatever, it, whatever it is. I don't even know yeah. whether it's a good thing or not. But there's no science behind that. And, and it seems almost every week we're getting a, oh, you know, beer makes you fat. A wine makes you fat now. Now you should only be drinking spirits. Mm. And I think that's, we're generally seeing a drop in drinkers anyway. Mm. So young people, you know, the sort of 18 to 25 age group are drinking significantly less than than people used to. I was talking to a university lecturer yesterday and he was saying our students now just drink coffee or something. Mm. Well, it wasn't that long since I was a student. We certainly uh, got out a bit more than that. (laughs) Ten points of both of us. No, I wasn't wasn't at a university in Dudley. Um, so, yeah. yeah, you know, coffee's not exactly good for you because of all that caffeine. Oh, no, you know, I've got to drink too yeah. much coffee, I'm going to start vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for you. Have a quarter instead. Yeah, there you go, two in one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously we've sort of touched on this again already, but, I mean, do you think all-round moderation of drinking might be better than just stopping for one month a year, and both for the industry and for the individual, a kind of general awareness of, of maybe looking at what what you're yeah. taking yeah. in I think it, it, it's different for every person really yeah. but I think if you're going to drink drink in, in, in moderation because you're not doing yourself too much damage and you're um, helping prevent damage to to the pubs and bars that you, you would otherwise yeah. perhaps be yeah I think you know everything Oscar Wilde wasn't it who said everything in moderation including yeah. moderation yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. And I think what we are seeing, certainly um, within the beer world, is a lot more about quality rather than quantity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, absolutely. You still do get people who go out and drink 10 pints of macro lager. Time, you know, it's one yeah. of those things. And that's, you know, they want to get something different out of their drinking experience. Mm. I think what we are seeing much more of, um, and I think what will come as well to the fore next year, is more about drink local, drink quality, tap rooms, I think, are really going to be a thing next year. There's certainly been a growth in, in lower percentage beers as well. We've seen a lot yeah. more small beers table and, beers. and yeah. table beers. Yeah. I've yeah. seen a growth in session beers yeah. Yeah. low and non-alcohol beers yeah, as well are also um, currently being touted as you know, the next big thing for 2019. I've seen a number of interviews with people in the industry talking about this. Someone on Twitter yesterday described uh, a, like it's about 0.5 of a percent beer or something mm. and they described it as the best thing they've had all year <laughs> really no, no, I'd love to try this just yeah. to mm. see whether well, it's just uh, exaggerating I mean, Christmas day because we were driving I had to drive um, to my mum's mm. so I bought the big drop the uh, stout the 0.5% stout and it tasted like stout it was a little yeah. bit thin but yeah. other than that if you'd have said to me that was 0.5%, I would have, and you know, if I'd have had drunk that blind and not known what percentage it was, I wouldn't have known it was 
75%. And this is it, I think. There is a little bit, isn't there? Surely there's a bit of a challenge for the brewers. Mm. Can you get that yeah, great taste? It's, it's with very, very alcohol. hard. And it is very yeah. hard. Never looked well. into the actual yeah. science of it. It's much harder to brew a low alcohol beer than mm. to brew a high alcohol one. Mm. It's really, really difficult. Which is why you don't see many. Yeah. And lots then, of them are. And you get one that's like a, a dark in colour and it just tastes like you're just drinking the worst yeah. 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 with yeah. some hops added and that, yeah. it's not pleasant. And that's the problem, yeah. is yeah. the sugars are not obviously not being converted yeah. into then, alcohol, so they're just sitting there. And then yeah. on the other end of the spectrum, you have just hop, hoppy water. Yeah. It's like there's a certain, <laughs> tea. There's a certain <laughs> bar over the road who yeah. put their flagship uh, no to, well, very low alcohol. Mm. To me, it's just hot water. It's hot, hot the open. Hmm. Okay, that smells interesting. And yeah, it's just hot water. Yeah. So it is a it is a challenge. To I think there's well. there's more people having a crack at it now though because yeah. the one thing we tried in August at uh, Peakender was Stormbridge's Big Easy, Big Easy oh, yeah. and that's that's yeah. really good. I've still not seen that anywhere. Yeah, I don't think it's come out in the shops yet, yeah. um, but it's 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 definitely one of the better ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, d- I don't know if somebody's doing dry January, if they were to drink Nanny State or Big Easy all month, would they consider they'd had a dry January? Because it's half the same. Well, no, so it's an interesting one. Yeah, that. and I think that's a challenge. If people are going for like abstinence, you know, mm. complete abstinence, I think it goes back to what Rob said earlier, is they're probably just not going to go out at all. Um, yeah. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like when people do dry January, they become hermits for yeah. January. It's, yeah. it's not that they're probably not even going out for a meal because I forgot for a meal, then I want a glass of wine or a, or a beer yeah. with it. So they just don't do anything. So even, I guess, maybe restaurant trade is probably down in January as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's a real knock on effect, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. There is the other issue with January as well, though. Of course, it's the, uh, like we were saying earlier, it's Financial. the. Yeah, because. Yeah. Depending on when you get paid in December, yeah. you might yeah. get paid early. January is always a really long month as well. Yeah. Then, in yeah. terms of you know, yeah, waiting for your paycheck. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I can. There are those other issues as well. Yeah. And of course, you then your credit card bill comes through midway or whenever in yeah. the month of January, and it's just like. Yeah, well, then you need a drink to when you've opened <laughs> it, don't you? Yeah. I think if I stayed in throughout January, when I got paid at the end of the month, then I would just destroy all the good work I'd do. Well, I just <laughs> yeah, I need to go out and spend all of my money. <laughs> because yeah. that's the other thing. It's a bit like when people go on diets, isn't it? It's just yeah. like you're doing really well, you're on a diet, blah, 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 don't. you need to see you know, lettuce and, and whatever for however long. And then you're like, great, I'm at my target weight. And then the next minute, that's it. Sticky toffee all, pudding. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, all the chocolate that you're going to eat in the world yeah. because that's the trouble. And this is the whole thing with the moderation thing. Surely, if you're it's just a habit, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. got to be ongoing, hasn't with, it? With any lifestyle change, you've got to, it's, it's a lifestyle. You've, you've got yeah. to continue with it for it to work, work out. I guess. Mm. Yeah, it's all about balance, isn't yeah. it? Really. So, um, so um, yeah. So obviously there is this. You know, there's lots of talk in the media, isn't there, about lots of pub closures all the time and whatever. But um, and I suppose it's the interesting one is why pubs close. But do you think Triennial can help stem that? I, th- I think uh, another part of the campaign. I think we need to get back to promoting the, the good old community pub. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. why, why is it not okay to just be at the pub to sit down with? beer or a cup of tea or whatever and read, read your book mm-hmm. yeah. and talk to the people that are around and I think that's something that certainly in some cities or different parts of the country it's just the 
people aren't as friendly as we used to be. We don't we don't talk to each other. Or and then there's other people who feel uncomfortable not talking to people. Mm. Where it's pretty healthy to go and sit on your own and have sometimes yourself people watching, reading read the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then at the same time, it's great to sit at the bar and talk to anyone who, who, who's around. Yeah. So there's, there's I think a, yeah. I'd love to say that, yes, you know, those people that we get to go out and drink in January are going to save local pubs. I think it's a much bigger issue. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. There, there's a lot more to this than, you know, it, it's all about taxation and, yeah. and all of this kind of stuff and, and legislation. And markets and cheap beers. Cheap beers, and yeah. <clears throat> and the cost of, you know, keeping and running a pub. Yeah, well, mm. Um, mm. I think it's it's a much bigger issue. I think all that we can do in Triennary is encourage people to continue supporting their local venues. You know, we've said it lots of times already, and I know from personal experience from friends in the trade that January is really tough. It is just hard. People are just not out. Mm. Um, you know, we're not suggesting that you go out and have you know twenty five pints, but you know, as you're walking past, pop in and have a half. You know, and, and you know, that's a bit of trade for them for, for January. Um, and just, yeah, just take it easy, I think. Yeah. I suppose that's it, even if it just keeps them ticking over because they've got to employ staff, they've got to obviously heat and light their premises, and they've yeah. got to, you know, so yeah, just going in just for a couple is. Still good. Still yeah. good, yeah. And you might get to try something new and amazing that you've never had before. And you think, wow, I really like this brewery. I wonder where they are. And then you might be able to visit them. And, you know, it might build a whole new interest yeah yeah absolutely so yeah so where can people go to find out more information is it online social media so yeah there's a website which is triannuary.com mm-hmm. um, and on there there is an events page so that is a work in progress at the moment um, so it's like a calendar diary type yeah thing? so it's like a diary with all the dates on and the events that are happening um, as I say we're just looking at the moment at how to get it to search by region, um, etc. Um, but that should be up and running. I've already submitted some events for West Midlands, and I've got some more to do. That's my job for Monday, to do some <laughs> maybe next week. Yeah. Um, and what we're also doing is we're trying to tweet out stuff that we've got coming up, or if I see things coming through, like I saw something from Green Duck today, where they're going to be showing a film. I think it's on the 17th, and you can vote for which one you want to see, um, we can retweet that. So we're at Try West Midlands. Yes, keep, you, keep tagging Triannuary and Triannuary and Try West Midlands in and then get the, get the retweet. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag Triannuary. Yeah, hashtag Triannuary. Yeah, if any bars and breweries are listening, you know, get in touch with us if you've got something on. And I think the thing that I've been saying to Vinnie's is it hasn't got to be a specific event you know, that you're doing just for triennary. So, you know, the Wolf, for example, is still going to have its quiz on twice in January. Why not go along, do a quiz, have a beer? Paper Duck do the same Yeah, Paper Duck are doing theirs. Um, You know, tap rooms are going to be open. It might just be that a bar has got a special keg on. Yeah, we've got tap takeovers, we've got bigger events going on. Um, But, you know, if a bar is just having a special keg on or has got some different bottles, just for that, you know, if it's going to pique people's interest, that's really what we want. It's yeah. 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 I suppose that's it. If nothing else, it's more about, like you said, getting the the, the bars, the pubs, 
from breweries, etc., to really to buy into it and yeah, yeah buy into it and push yeah. their exactly. product yeah. even more in January. Yeah, exactly. And we, we don't want any you know we what we don't want is for sort of bars and breweries to spend loads of money getting special, you know, a, a tap takeover by brewery Y, and and you know it doesn't they don't move it mm. because that that's going to put them off yes for doing it again um you know but if they have got something special they've been sitting in the cellar and they think oh, actually we put that on yeah um i mean tilt has got some imperial stouts going back on right at the beginning of january so you know start big yep um, <laughs> yeah good old tilt you know yeah. and we're, we're ending the month with a lurvig um tap takeover um at kilda um, as well as Almasty at Hot Garden, so there's two brewery tap takeovers going on there, um, right. as well to close out the month. So yeah, there's there should be lots of things for people to do. But if other bars have got stuff on, let us know. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Right, so 2018 has it been a good year? Has it been a bad year for beer? Has it been what have been the things that have stuck in your mind as being good um, certainly from my point of view I really enjoyed in terms of events um, three beer festivals that I went to um, Peak Ender first time I've been there that was fantastic um, we covered that in a previous podcast so I'm not going to go into great detail on that but it was a great experience and I'm looking at going back next year um, Indie Man it's the first time I've been to Indie Man and again we covered that in great detail on a previous <laughs> podcast um, and uh, Lock and Key the inaugural lock and key which was um, and I'm not just saying that um, because you guys are here yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I feel that that was a, a, a really really good event uh, for, for Birmingham so lock and key festival um, yeah hoping that that all happens again next year hopefully um, so those are certainly the events that I've, I've really enjoyed oh and also the um, the crimbo crawl that was with the yeah. Bill Show opinions, which you were in on that as yeah. well, Rob, weren't you? Which was a, a great experience of yeah. traipsing around Bristol. First experience of um, Bristol as well, but it was right. Bristol, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great, great place to kind of spend some time, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of individual beers and breweries and stuff like that, I kind of finding it hard to nail down um, individual ones that have, have stood out massively, um, but. Um, I think a shout out has to go to, um, to Glasshouse, who finally kicked into production on a, on the the full full size kit now, and uh, the sort of three or four beers I've had from them so far have been pretty much as good as the hype Excellent. kind of indicated. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's that's definitely um, for people outside of the Midlands. Mm. I would say keep an eye out for them because um, they're definitely worth. It's worth it's, out. it's very encouraging to see when they are tweeting out. That they are selling their beers a lot further field, lots going to London and yeah. around, around the country, and even some places that you'd think, oh, okay, I wouldn't, wouldn't expect that. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah very positive. Yeah. Um, Vicky, have you got any highlights? I have. So, again, I'm similar to you, obviously. Funny enough, I do tend to go to the same events as you. <laughs> yeah, you keep hanging around, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'll, uh, you know. That's no, okay, I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Lock and Key was brilliant. Um, and Manchester, again, I'm covered on in, uh, Indie Man. I got slightly freaked out by the building, but uh, <laughs> I, I maybe need to drink more next next year. Sometimes so the only way is to confront your fears. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, uh, Picando was really good. Yeah, that was that was really good. Um, I think personally, we did a, we had a brilliant start to the year because we uh, it was it was uh, your birthday yeah, at the beginning of uh, January. Like um, it is every January. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. The thing with birthdays. This yeah. One a, this one was a uh, significant number birthday, Bit of shall we say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so we got a load of people all to go to um, Twisted Barrel um, in Cork, and uh, that was really good. Yeah, that they did. Um, are really good. All of our friends really enjoyed it. Um, some of them have never been there before, so uh, yeah, it, I think that was a really good evening. You're right, it was so, good to introduce people to people who aren't necessarily that beery to the concept of a here's a great space you can drink in, and it's a large place, fantastic amount of choice on there. They always play great music in there as well, and um, yeah, so that was that was good actually. Yeah, yeah. and I think beery highlight for me has got to be um, Brew York, Brew Barbara Streisand. Good that job. Yeah. Beer of the festival. That, yeah, yeah. 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 That uh, is one beer. I, I'm not very good at, as as evidence at the beginning of this um, podcast. I'm not very good at remembering names of beers, even though I've ordered it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that is one that absolutely sticks in my mind. For so. someone I've just watched on Untapped, you know, <laughs> you should uh, remember things better than I do. <laughs> I, know, so. <laughs> I think it's things where I just kind of like, yeah, I untap it and then that's it. It's almost like, yeah. right, I've done it, it, it goes out of my memory then, where, but that one was, uh, yeah, that was... Uh no, it's an outstanding beer that we finally managed to track some down actually at Hot Hideout in Sheffield when we were visiting Sheffield. They got some cans of it, so we uh, picked up a few there, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, you had it on in Pint Shop last week. Oh, <laughs> right, missed that one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, the danger with when you find something like that, though, that's, you know, it's, if you have too much of it, then it's, um, yeah, you might kind of get a bit bored of it. It's a bit like um, Death by Coconut, the Oscar Blues, isn't it? We, we went through a stage of every time we saw that, we had to like almost take a whole shower. Yeah. <laughs> but shout um, out to Wonder Beyond, that coconut crater. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Which yeah. is unbelievably good. That's, yeah, they that are one good. brewery who has yeah. uh, stood out this year and been consistently pr- pretty awesome, to be honest. Yeah, with their I dark stuff, and then all the crazy milk milkshake uh, piles yeah. as well. Unbelievable. Yeah. Interestingly, though, even down at the other end of the ABV scale, their mini milkshake IPA, yeah. yeah. absolutely banging for three percent, and and it seems that at the moment they're riding the crest of a wave, aren't they? Really? Yeah. It's just a pity they're from Manchester, isn't it? Really, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> no offence, Manchester. Um. <laughs> but the other thing I suppose is that was good. Well, we got our first. Um, First Trappist beer this year, didn't we? Was that yeah. This year? yeah. Yes, Tintin Meadow, which is a, a really good beer. It is. I'm going to be interested to see how it sells, actually. I don't know whether it'll improve that much or make much of a difference, but I think it'll bounce. Yeah. I've got a couple. Yeah, I'll yeah, need to, I'll I'll need to, need to couple stock up yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to open those over Christmas. With the, like, I thought they'd go really well with Christmas cake and, and Christmas yeah. pudding and all that. I wasn't allowed because we're selling them. <laughs> and unfortunately, our local bottle shop had run out just before Christmas, so uh, I couldn't get any to have their own good no, so yeah, actually, other other interesting beers that for the first time I had, I'd forgotten actually about the whole Cantillon um, Swan's Day that uh, mm. we got in, in Birmingham for the first time this year yeah. at uh, Clink, and I had Foo Foon for the first time, which was absolutely, it's probably my favourite Cantillon beer actually. So that, that was a highlight of the year as well, really. Um, 
That's yeah. It's a shame Bob's not here because I always enjoy his uh, pronunciation and catch you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. We'll get him on again. We'll get him on a podcast again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Charles, what, what's what's been your highlights of the year? What what's been I think good? It's been, been a, it's been a fantastic year for beer generally. Um, there's been some amazing events, which I think we've we've gone into great detail with yeah. this podcast really so I'm not going to go over too much old ground but Hop City for me second year going was incredible Yeah, as a hop head it was just mm. everything that I wanted in yeah. the festival I, I loved it as well it was great and, and volunteering as well I did a volu- uh, volunteering session which we've already talked about but it, enriched, it just gave a better, different perspective on a, on a festival really which was great and a new one for me this year uh, Seshfest Magic Rocks uh, first iteration of a sessionable you know, um, sessionable beer. It wasn't just cask, was it? It was. It was, it was a little bit. Of, it was mainly keg, but it was a little yeah. bit of cask as well. Which Magic Rock always have a few cask lines, but again, fantastically organised. Uh, they're changing up differently this this coming year, next year. Um, so it's going to be over a couple of different sessions, I think. But again, I'm sure it'll be as good as every bit as, as good as it was this year. Um, beer wise, I mean, again, so many. I think we talked about it a little bit off off the mic, but. So many different highlights for me, but one that sort of stands out in my mind, memory, Infinity Vortex, yeah. the collab with Northern Monk, Equilibrium, and a tank petrol. Was the artwork? I think well, it was. Yeah. yeah, incredible beer. It was right up there for me. And also, like we mentioned the brewery Wonder Beyond Bloom, which mm. is an imperial black IPA with strawberry, which is absolutely incredible. It's good. Every bit as good as it sounded. I know Steve from the Beer Clock, it was one of his faves, but it was also one of mine as well. Brewery-wise, um, massive shout-out to Mills. I mean, that, that might go against what you might think that I would like as a beer. Yeah, sour beer. Being as a hophead, but Mills, for me, trying their running beer with plums, I think it was, at Cottage Wines, birthday party. Amazing beer. Um, and I think we're going to see a hell of a lot more next year mm. from them, really. So. I've still got a bottle of their, I think it's called Today. Yes. Yeah. I still. Uh, I need to. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting a bad habit of buy- buying the, um, the mixed firm stuff and then just not keep holding on to it. Yeah, yeah. I've still got all the stuff I bought last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need to make your own special occasion. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Actually, one thing I forgot actually was um, Machinista's Brewery in Coventry. I know we spoke to him on the last podcast, but um, Slope or Hayes. Slope or Hayes, great beer, and also we tried their Reese's to be cheerful Impy uh, Porter. Mm-hmm. Um, great names for beers. Yeah, yeah. which um, yeah. yeah, well, it's like their milk stuff called Dark Almond. Is it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I really like what they're doing. Tiny, tiny setup, but they're doing some great stuff. So I, I'm looking forward to trying more of their stuff in 2019. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, is that Ooh, is, yeah. is that your standouts? Yeah, yeah, those are my main things really. So although he's kind of sprung this on our guests, <laughs> <laughs> anything from you from you guys? Um, I can go because I've actually been asked to write something very similar along these lines, um, which hopefully get published soon um, with lots of other beery people around the country. Um, so yeah, a highlight for me was being part of the team organising Lock and Key. Um, been a volunteer at more festivals than you can count so being an organiser was was great Um, not without its um, stresses and minor panics and frantic whatsapp conversations but it you know it all went well um, and the feedback was really great Um, 
also um, through that festival, um, talking about meeting sort of beer heroes, um, I met Jaga Wise from Wild Heart Brewery there, and she came to do a talk, and that was great. And uh, yeah, I was really excited to meet her. And then just um, last month, um, I met Roger Protz for the first time, um, and what a lovely gentleman he is when I finally plucked up the courage to talk to him. Um, other things that have been really good this year, I was very happy to celebrate the first birthday of my Brum Beer Babs back in April. Um, so we started in 2017 and wasn't sure we'd last you know, any time at all, um, but we got to, got to a year, in fact we got to more than a year um, now. And we were also lucky enough to brew our own beer, uh, Twisted Barrel, uh, last year. So um, I'm on the lookout for a brewery for 2019. So anybody interested in brewing <laughs> with Brum Beer Babs, uh, find us on Twitter, please, and, and let me know. Um, from a beer perspective, I always find it really difficult to pick out just one beer, three beers, because there's been so many great beers across the year. Um, and we've been lucky to visit a lot of festivals as well um, this year. So one of the festivals that we went to this year that we haven't been to before is BXL in Brussels. It's only in its second year and it was a fantastic um, festival. Highly recommend it. Um, lots of great beers there, lots of great brewers. I uh, got to meet Tommy Seif, which was very exciting. I think my husband was even more excited. Um, and of course we went to Cantillon uh, while we were there. So I would say that we did have a C. Buckthorn beer uh, while we were at Cantillon. I'm not going to say the name um, in, in French because my French is terrible. And it's a really, really long word. But it has the word lambic in it. Mm -hmm. um, that was incredible. Um, we also went back to New York just for a short visit. Uh, this time staying in Astoria, which meant we got to go to a lot of really less well-known breweries, I suppose. Um, and I would say Interbro Spirits and Ales in Brooklyn uh, was a real find. Um, really kind of dive bar, they do spirits, they do barbecue, um, great soundtrack, uh, really, really cool place. Um, and I also have to give a, uh, a shout out to my, my friends at Other Half who were great and it was really nice to see them in their home brewery. So yeah, I think they're my highlights of the year. Wow, that's some highlights, though. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so finally, over to you, Rob. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> no pressure. It's yeah, <laughs> it's been a very, very, very busy year for for me. It really has. I've, I've up and down the country all the time, so it's good to um, been been over to Manchester a few times. So it's cool to get to the uh, the new Cloudwater Unit Nine. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's a really nice setup they've got in there. And as you know, in Cloudwater, the, the beer is always of a very high standard. I've been to I went to the Bermondsey Beer Mall for the first time for my birthday, so that was right. great. And then I also managed to get over to Hackney Wick, get to the Beer Merchants Tap and Mason and East, which sadly um, doesn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't, does it? No. Yeah. Um, as a, in terms of festivals, Hop City was great, and then I was, I was able to volunteer at Lock and Key, and then I volunteered at the Beaver Town Extravaganza, and then I volunteered at a Dark City at Northern Monk as well, which I have to say was a very well organised festival yeah. Yeah. from my point of view. And it's it's always good, I, I do enjoy being on both sides of the bar. You just get mm. a different perspective, different, yeah. perspective, different experiences, so yeah. it's really cool. It certainly stood out to me that people who work at Northern Monk really like working at Northern Monk, yeah. so it's, it's good to be involved in that. But I, I think for me, the, the highlight of the year has to be a, that I went over to Colorado in October for a week, a week on mm -hmm. my own, so I went to my own, but I 
made a, a lot of friends and I mm-hmm. had some really good experiences. The highlights are probably, um, is really, as soon as I got into Fort Collins, I went to meet up with a friend at, at, at New Belgium Brewing Co. Who happened to know quite a few of the guys there, so I got kind of whisked straight into the the barrel room to have, yeah. have a proper look around <laughs> there. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I, and I met some of the guys at New Belgium, very nice guys, and uh, I ended up went to see uh, Booker T. Jones at this uh, place called Washington's, and then ended up in the dive bar called the Charlotte Tavern until about two a.m. So yeah, that, <laughs> that that was one of the highlights of the uh, the year for me. Yeah, good times. No language barriers between you and the um, Yeah, there was, was struggled a bit at times. I had to uh, slow down trying to speak in the, the Queen's English. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's ever going to be as bad as when I tried to buy a chicken sandwich from Polish people in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and now I'm only teasing you. <laughs> well, so. We can get away with that. We all be well, local. This is, this is a Midlands <laughs> podcast, so someone's got to turn up with some sort of reason. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like the rest of us. Yeah. So, <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Well, I think it sounds like we've all had a, a pretty. Uh, a pretty good 2018 beer wise yeah. there's been some great experiences and yeah. great new beers drunk and that kind of thing so thanks for joining us guys really appreciate your time mm. and thanks um, for yeah, yeah. Um, thanks to everybody for listening I mean this this sort of uh, sort of rounds off like a year's worth of this podcast so thanks to everybody who's listened over the last year we've got a few bits and bobs lined up already for 2019 so uh, keep on listening yeah keep on listening <laughs> Um, tell your friends yeah so subscribe if you do the iTunes thing we're on all of the other kind of podcatcher type stuff as well Acast we're on Spotify now all that kind of stuff and we're on all the usual social media channels uh, at beers underscore frontiers on the Twitter we're on Facebook Instagram email and uh, Pigeon Post all that sort of thing and um, yeah if you've got any requests for breweries or beers for us to review in the future or you want to be a guest get in touch until then, catch you next time. Yeah. Cheers, Thank everybody. See you in Cheers. 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 Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Cheers. And good luck for Triangle. Thank you. I'm so pleased to be here.